It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let me bang I do let you bang. Let me bang it. Let you bang. Let you bang. Greetings, Mary Virgins. Go for Jesus. Go for Jesus. Gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Hey, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. The Dream Team is back. Okay, we got... My man, Greg Romero Wilson, one of the funniest <laughs> people in the history of life. I was actually watching some of old kamikaze comedies last night, and they hold up. They actually, because I've been posting them up, uh, you know, the ambush stand-up. I've been putting them on TikTok, you know? And I, the one I put on Theo Vaughn, I put up like 10, put it up 10 hours ago, half a million hits. In oh, Theo Vaughn. I mean, yeah, Theo Vaughn's exploded hours. in that time. But like, so. but like, also like, mine be getting 100,000, like, uh yours doing really well like shang's like i i think that like i think i'm just too ahead of my time bro like i, I think i'm just too ahead of my time because now all of a sudden- well that can happen i mean timing's everything you know and sometimes a project just in, in you know the space isn't ready for it until a certain amount of time so yeah. uh, exactly it's not an idea that was a bad idea you know i feel the same way about my stand-up comedy battle show that yeah. it, i will get it made at some point it's just yeah, a matter yeah. of timing, you know? No, I mean, look, I mean, I, I sold the show a couple of times. I wouldn't have sold it. Yeah. Show. Every network I sold it to went under, like after buying it. Yeah. Uh, it's not a good, good well, thing. Well, you know what, Adam? It's actually refreshing to see your stand-up on TikTok because TikTok, like, it goes through, like, these trendy phases. And right now it's in a weird sexual trendy phase where it's, like, a bunch of girls talking about sex. Like, they'll have, like, a thing that says, you know when you queef after you get banged? And it's, like, it's weird. Like, every other TikTok for me is, like, a weird sex TikTok, like, an informational parody type thing and, and you know if i could just chime in here really quickly i gotta say i do not want to be on tiktok till just now joe <laughs> uh i gotta tell you i'm launching my channel i gotta uh, now because you're right it does seem like it's just everyone doing the same thing over and over like the dance video thing i'm like how many of these dance video things it was the 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 lip sync thing for a long while like so it just seems to be like one thing after another and just everybody does it yeah and so i and now you're telling me it's girls just talking nasty well it sounds like again life is timing and it feels like the time is right i mean for me to get on tiktok that's what i'm just saying if ween dog says it's sexually weird it's sexually weird I mean, it's, like the weird thing is that I it's mean, like every girl doing it. That's what's weird about it. It's like a trend to do this. You know what I'm saying? Well, I you know, like, it's so go ahead. Adam. Well, I've been on TikTok, and the things that I like, I'm actually watching are pretty cool are like they'll have like old footage of like Tupac and like back and, and back in the day with Snoop or they'll have like backstage of Guns N' Roses in 1988 videos that I've never seen. So I'm actually like, this is actually pretty cool. So those, but anyway, Greg, what were you saying? 
Oh, uh, I was going to say, I, I forgot now. I lost, I lost the thought. So I, <laughs> I thought I still had it. Then I was like, what was I going to say? I don't know. All good. Well, I had a crazy weekend. So I flew to Vegas to do a show called Watch Party. It's going to be on Fight Pass. Basically, they flew me to Vegas to watch a fight with Forrest Griffin. And they like. Sounds pretty, sounds pretty dope. Ah, did they get like private jet, which is unbelievable. Um, limo. I mean, right, obviously, the limo goes right to the hospital, which is the wrong hospital, and the guy was an hour late. But regardless, I was still in a good mood uh, as far as picking me up. I'm like, I'm not even going to, you know, it was still Wait, wait, awesome. wait, 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 Wrong hospital? What so, are you talking about? I had to get COVID tests right when I land. Oh, okay. And the guy went to the wrong, the guy went like a half hour out of the way. And he went, I'm like, and dude, he are you up. mixing up stories here? No, and he picked okay. me up at like the wrong airport. Like I, he went to like Vegas, McCarran. I was at a private jet. So I'm like, all right, we're up to a bad start. But it was still like, it was still awesome. And then I went to go, I had to put me in a hotel and I'm like, hey, can I go get a, a charger? If I got my charger. And the security was like, is he, is he allowed to leave? Like they were really quarantining people. Like, I'm yeah. like, yeah. Like, what, like what I get myself into. But when I actually got to watch the fight with Forrest, who's, who's great. Forrest is like, cause he's so dry and he's kind of a, like a curmudgeon. Like he's sort of like, and I would make jokes and I had some pre-planned jokes, but I also had like jokes, like in the moment jokes, but I wanted to make sure that they had stuff to cut to. Cause I watched it yeah. and like, you can't have everybody they cut to go, Oh, Oh, Oh. It's just like, you know, so I wanted to make sure I had some zingers, but Every time I did a zinger, he'd be like, "Bum bum," or he'd be like, "Oh, that was funny." I'm like, "Thanks, Forrest, for Jeez. fucking setting me up." And then I'm like, "I'm yeah. like, you're the best." It's like just, ever. it's literally like a show with just you and a heckler. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and the heckler anyway, can kill you. But but I had a great time, and I thought we actually worked really well together. Like I was laughing. I'm like, "Thanks, Forrest." Nothing like you tell me that's funny, and not just actually laughing. Like it was a lot of that back and forth. Uh, but it was. Did awesome. you call it heckler and the kid? <laughs> but it was it was fun and, and me and Forrest worked really well together and I got him pretty good because a couple times there was some knockouts and he ran out of the room and I'm like is that what you do every time you lose you just run out like, <laughs> so I got him good a bunch of times he was a good sport and uh that was awesome so like I mean they flew me out to Vegas to watch a fight and paid me with Forrest Griffin I mean they, how much better could that get you know uh so I was I was really really happy he told me some funny stories about how he, you know, I remember Stephen Bonner told me they gave him Tim Bosch or John Jones, a choice to fight. And they, and his corner, his team told him that Bosch, that Jones was the easier fighter because no one heard of John Jones back then. Right. So, so Forrest got him ready for it. And he was like, this is not the guy we prepared uh, Bonner to fight. He goes, Bonner was fighting John Jones and uh, he had, he got hit with a spinning back elbow. And it was one of those things where he got hit so hard, he goes, he goes, he thought somebody from the crowd threw a shoe at him or hit him in the head. <laughs> and he was looking around because that's how much he didn't see the like the shot coming. He was thought, right. like somebody threw a rock at him or something. And like that that was like so it was crazy. He's telling me so many funny stories like that. Babe, you're like, you don't know your phone? All right. So just stay there. I'm for it. Okay. I love getting yelled at via my podcast okay so anyway all right all right all right uh people so that was uh, uh greg left i just i just walked the room with the story so far <laughs> we're up to a great start don fry and mccorkle uh, something is ringing in here babe all right so uh let's talk about what what went down though over the weekend obviously let's talk about uh conor mcgregor dustin poirier i could not have been happier for Dustin Poirier. I was so thrilled for Dustin. I think he's uh, 
when it comes to like being a, a, a better person, a, a good person, a, a nicer guy, a better role model, a, a, just a, a humanitarian. It was like the good guy won. Not that yeah. Connor's a bad guy, but we <laughs> he's had enough antics, enough actions where you're like, okay, can please, um, at the same time, it was funny when he was talking sh shit, like Dustin, was, and I think, I almost like Dustin was talking shit to himself to get himself motivated. It wasn't even about Connor. It was like, let me get through that first round. He was talking shit to Connor, but it was really, as long as he got past that first round, I feel like that was the big struggle there, you know? And, and he did, yeah. he actually got past the first round. Now my phone's ringing, great. Uh, I was super, super thrilled about that. Um, people are saying Connor's done. I think that's complete bullshit. I mean, oh, yeah. look at like what, look at what Connor's done in his life. I mean, who who he's beat. I mean, everyone the thing I hate about MMA fans is that a lot of them, at least, is that you're only as good as your last fight. People like they, they seem to forget what you've done. And Conor McGregor, who destroyed Eddie Alvarez, Jose Aldo, has a win over Nate Diaz, went over Poirier, went over Max Holloway, went over Cowboy Cerrone. I mean, the list of guys he's beaten. And how he beaten them is incredible. So let's not sleep on that. And when it comes to all-time greats, I have him in my all-time great list. I don't have him. Well, absolutely. I mean, that that's already established. Maybe bottom 10. I don't think he's in the top three, top four. But he's, he's in my top 10 list, especially if you want to factor in steroids. So then you got John Jones and Anderson Silva, some of those guys even out of the equation there. Now, where does Connor go next? I feel like Nate Diaz is the fight to make. They're both coming off losses. We both. Everyone will pay know. to see it. People are going to pay to see it. The, the trash talk is there. People are also not sure how much they have left. You know? Um, so uh, I think that's the fight to make. Uh, Wean Dog and Greg, thoughts on the fight? Personally, hey, I think. Uh, I mean, he's not done, but we have to accept the fact that the Conor McGregor of old does not exist anymore because this guy just doesn't fight as often. He's just not as engaged. Now, could he be that guy again? Absolutely. But I think he would have to become a full-time fighter again, which I just don't believe he is. He's a Mr. Retire, unretire, retire. That is exactly how you wind up getting beat by Dustin Poirier. And I said, this wasn't going to be the gimme fight that they gave him last time with Cerrone. This guy was coming in to beat his, beat his brakes off. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, because this guy's a fighter, still fighting, still in shape, still focused, still training every day. Conor McGregor is, is, is a whiskey salesman more than he is a fighter these days. And, and that's not to denigrate what he's done in the past. That's who he is right now. And again, I will say that doesn't mean he couldn't return to form, but it would require him becoming a full-time fighter once again. And that's just not who he is. That's just not he who knows. he is right now. Oh, I think he will for sure fight Nate Diaz for the trilogy fight in the future. But I think he wants to have this uh, Dustin Poirier rematch right away. And I think a lot of fans will like maybe the casual fans would prefer that because the lot he, he fought Nate Diaz like four years ago in their second fight. Right. So uh, the Dustin Poirier trilogy would be a lot fresher for the casual fans. And, you know, people a lot of people were just barely introduced to Dustin Poirier this past weekend. So I think that would be 
the proper fight to make uh, if you're Conor McGregor. And, you know, Conor, he calls his shots. But I think we really got to talk about Dustin because this dude is the champion. I don't care what anybody says. He's the goddamn mm. champion. The UFC fucked up by not having this a title fight. I mean, I think waiting on Khabib, you know, Khabib should have just said, like, you know what? Fuck these meetings with Dana White. I'm not fighting. But, you know, it sucks for Dustin. But I think he is. He, he has to be the champ right now. No questions asked. I agree with that, too, especially since once they've said he's not, he's retiring. I mean, why yeah. would you? Yeah. I mean, that's, he said the words. That's it, then. The crown's open. You don't get to, like, hold on to see if he really meant it. You get to quit a job, and then they just sit there like, well, we don't hire anybody else yet. He said he quit, but we made it. No, fuck that. <laughs> Especially, I mean, don't get me wrong. They had those meetings. He will fight again. But right now, he hasn't committed to fight again. Right now, he is officially retired. This, I 100% agree with you. It should have been a title fight. I think they at least could have done a tournament where it was like, have those four, the Chandler, Hooker, and those four, and then the winners fight each other for the, like, they should have been something more official for that. Uh, something because it was like it is a little weird because you could almost say, Well, Chandler, because you know, I mean, I don't think he it's weird, and then, and then you have Charles Oliveira who's right there, who yeah. also you could who argue, looks fantastic lately. You could argue is in that. I mean, a couple of things also. Number one, stop with the memes about the guy getting knocked out, okay? Or don't don't tag me or ask me to retweet it. I don't post when people get knocked out, I, I, I don't like it. I, I someone's just laying there unconscious. I understand you think it's funny to have, you know, Bernie Sanders there or whoever, whoever, but just guys, I'm not, I'm not into it. You know, it's just not something. The only time I've ever had fighters get mad at me was when they made fun of the fact when they got knocked out or lost. And I, I learned my lesson. That's not really what I'm about, you know? So, you know, I'm not saying it's not funny. I'm not saying it's not comedy. It's just not something that I want to do. Okay. So thank you. There was a uh, big like corporation I saw on, on Instagram that posted a picture of McGregor knocked out on the ground. They had like some caption. And like, this is like an actual major organization, a big company. I forgot which one it was, but I was like, I was very yeah, surprised and, that and they did. <laughs> I think that tells you that that company hired some 20 something to do their social media and has stopped paying attention and just letting him post whatever the fuck he yeah. wants. And yeah. now, they're, now, they're, now they're like, oh shit, what does he post? They probably don't even know what it meant when he posted. Oh. No, so some of the things people wrote. First of all, there was a, a video of Jake Paul laughing. Uh, Jake Paul, I, you know, I actually liked him for a second when he beat Nate Robinson. I'm like, this guy seems like a humble dude. But every minute I've seen of this dude afterwards, because he, after he beat him, he's like, the guy was tough. He was strong. Give him credit. Is him laughing, okay. going, aha, you know, I'm going to give you $10,000 or a Bitcoin, or a third of a Bitcoin to fight. You fucking bum. You got beat up by, by a bum. Like, why are you calling Poirier a bum? Like, like, this is your thing now to be like, like the guy everybody hates. Like that's like, he's not likable enough to pull that off. Like, I mean, the guy makes Colby Covington look like Steve Harvey. I mean, he, he, he's beyond <laughs> unlikable. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, now that being said, it, it came out today that Jake Paul is boxing Ben Askren in yeah, April. It's so dumb. It's and so dumb. I... Can we discuss that later, please? <laughs> okay, after all right, let's we get cover right, the let's, fights. All right. Okay, all right. Because so, that is going to be its whole other conversation. So let's do the so, fights first. So, we'll... uh, so Nate Diaz tweeted out, "These guys get finished all the time," uh, and then he goes, "About to whip your ass next, Dustin Poirier. Be about it. Don't talk about it." To which Justin Gaethje wrote, "That's all you do is talk." Um, and then. Uh, he goes, you and Dustin Poirier got choked on your face the other day by a guy that ran off and didn't want none, especially with me. 
that's what uh, Nate wrote. He goes, how are you going to fight for a title? I've been here 14 years. No one can do me like that ever in life. And then Khabib wrote, well, it might have been Ali Abdulaziz. I'm pretty sure it was him. This is what happens when you change your team, leave the sparring partners who made you a champion, and sparring with little kids. Far away from reality. McCorkle, what are your thoughts on the McGregor fight versus uh, uh, Poirier? Uh, I made some money on it, man. It went kind of the way I was thinking it would go. Um, are you guys able to see me? Yeah. Yes. You actually, and you, you look scarier than ever. Okay. You actually have you actually have to have like two things up. Yeah, my thing went blank. I don't know. I was like, I'm trying to figure out if I'm using phone or what here. Anyway, um, yeah, no, it went about the way I, I made some big money on it. I bet Poirier pretty heavy, uh, about 500 bucks. So um, I was pretty sure if Poirier would uh, was mentally strong enough, he would win because the way he's looked his last couple, man, has just been amazing uh, skill-wise. Um, and uh, the thing with, uh, I think um, – uh, Khabib said the same thing. He makes it out a round and a half. He would win the fight. And that's what I thought. If he could get over that mental hunt, man, where guys are so afraid of Conor McGregor, it's crazy. Uh, I think Khabib's the only one who doesn't look intimidated by him. Maybe it's all the shit he talks beforehand, you know, that they don't want to – I don't know. They were never scared of me when I talk shit beforehand, but it works for him. So, yeah, <laughs> but it went about the way I thought it would. Uh, except I thought it would go longer. So. Well, what's crazy is that um, Conor kept his, 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 his left hand down. Like and the, I'm watching the fight with with Forrest and I'm like he keeps getting countered with uh with with, with his left hand I mean he keeps getting countered over and over and then a once and he's, then he got knocked out with the with the, with the hand from Poirier like he, his hand was like by his knee uh, and like you were saying Greg I think that the days of being a part time fighter are over Dustin yeah. Poirier stays in the gym so yes even, even the year that Connor took off to box Mayweather. Did not help his mixed martial arts. Uh, yeah. it, it helped his boxing, uh, helped his bank account. But I, I think you're right. I think that they've got, these guys, they want to like, oh, I'm going to go train. I'm going to stop training. I'm going to go train hard. And it's like, you can't, it used to be able to do that. Maybe John Jones could do that. He might be the only guy or a style bender if you have like that level of talent. But I don't know. I just feel like you're right. I think even with John Jones, even in the last day, he just didn't look as dominant when he was in there full time, you know, full time fighting. He was so incredibly dominant and you don't see that anymore. Right. You know, that kind of definitive that where it's like, it, it seems worlds apart. You haven't seen it anymore because they're not full time fighters. So, and I, I, that's exactly, I mean, that's what I see. Uh, McCorkle thoughts. Yeah, I think uh, you're right, man. I, I think all the time about uh, – think about how different Chad Mendez's life might have been if he was in shape when he uh, fought Connor, you know, when their fight. Because uh, he was coming in, he only had 10 days, I think, to train. But can you imagine – because he was dominating the fight until he gassed. So if he had been in shape at that time, I'm, I'm sure he kicks himself every day thinking if I'd just been in shape, you know, still training, uh, ready to take that fight. Or even Masvidal versus uh, – I don't know it would have made that much of a difference against Usman, but if Masvidal was in shape, uh, when he took that fight last minute with Usman, it could have been a lot different too, man. You know, and it just, uh, I never, like, and I was the best fighter by any means, but I never got out of shape, man, until I got hurt, obviously, when I hurt my back. Uh, but, but up until then, when the whole time I was in the UFC fighting in Bellator, fighting KSW, I was in shape year round. Like, I, I trained every day as if I had a fight yeah. coming up because you just never know uh, what's coming up, especially nowadays in UFC. It's everything short notice, you know? Uh, that's yeah, that's true. Remember, that's remember, how the big uh, opportunities happen. So I remember coaching a kid wrestling. And he was like the heavyweight in our team. It's like Jack Black kid. And I was like, hey, man, uh, and I was trying to get him to stay on the team. This is what I was coaching. And he's like, I don't know, man. He goes, because it was in high school. He goes, 
the guys that wrestle are just, just these fat, gross guys, and I hate having to like touch them. He goes, I don't, I don't like. He goes, I don't mind going right. like, a, like a fit guy, but just all that fat lard on me. Is that something you have to deal with, being as big as you are, <laughs> just huge guys laying on? I you? think my wife has said something similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a. He stole my joke. I was gonna say my girlfriend says it all the time. Ah, uh, sorry, buddy. The, um, uh. then, and then plus she has to wrestle with me too. No, yeah. um, so <laughs> wrestling with other guys. All right, so um, the uh, yeah, the thing, man. I, I remember one time it was uh, kind of weird and gross. I was wrestling with Tom Erickson, and he actually let me start on top for once. We were rolling, not wrestling. He let me start on top, and uh, he had been wearing me out before that, so I was sweating profusely. And I remember a drip of sweat trailed from the top of my head all the way down my forehead, down to my nose, and went into his a wide open mouth as he was taking a oh. breath. And it must have, it's like the size of a shot, of, you know, like a, he's had to be an ounce of sweat. Just went he into his mouth. And I remember he like, he like gagged for a second. And I remember thinking, yes, I finally got him. But um, no, it didn't, uh, it didn't work out well for me after that. But it's, uh, yeah, I was never, I, I fought guys before that stunk, man. Like literally stunk in the cave. Like you would be on him. Like, man, that makes me gag, dude. Serious. My, my eyes are watering right now. The more I think about it, the more I want to throw up. Man, that's hilarious. Watching you really get into that, that was a, that was a hilarious, like it just evolved. Watching Wee Dog over here, like it started with him just like, uh, uh, <laughs> I think that happens all the time in jujitsu, though. I think it does. I think it happens a lot with blood too. With the, yeah. you see it on camera, the blood spilling into somebody else's mouth, you know. Uh, so, uh, man, Michael I was Chandler. I was fighting a guy that was real. Go on. You there? I was just I was fighting a guy one time that was so this this is the days before we had blood tests, you know, like any kind of HIV or herpes or whatever they test you for. Um, in those days, I remember tasting blood really heavily in my mouth during a fight, and I thought, man, I hope I'm cut because if it's this guy's blood, I don't want it in my mouth. And I remember pushing back up off of him the clinch, and I saw his eye was cut; it was just pouring. So I was like, oh, that was a mouthful of that nasty-looking dude's blood I got in my mouth. So that was, like I said, no tests pre-fight, no anything. Those were in the old days. So. Man, one uh, one one year, uh, we were having a costume party, and I guess I was I went as like uh, some kind of a baby, so I'm like in a diaper most of the night. <laughs> and a and a buddy of mine was dressed as, in like a toga kind of a thing, and you know, was, we were all dancing, party, raging, having a great time. People were taking pictures, and so you know, he put his arm around me and was just and was like, hey, you know, but it was like his bare ass arm. And what happened was he got his sweat all over my shoulder. But I didn't really notice till I went to the bathroom to, to try and do some blow. And I went like this to do some blow. And when I inhaled it, I also inhaled his, the smell of his sweat on my shoulder. Oh, so and it grossed me up so <laughs> fucking bad. I almost blew the coke everywhere. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, it's awful. So that's as close as I've gotten to that. Guy. A couple of times, like after sex, you look down and like the girl's, her period is not really over. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like just blood all over your shaft. Or your blood, oh, yeah. Your like matted into your pubes and shit. Oh. Yeah. But that's, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a badge of honor. Yeah. In some ways, you know. Well, yeah. In a small way, it's a success story. <laughs> <laughs> success story. Especially you did it. You got girl. in there. What's that? Especially if you a period. Thank you, Sean. Especially if they weren't on their period to begin with. Oh God! That needs to oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, go back to the fights. All right. So Michael Chandler, 
I was so happy for this dude. This dude came to my show 10 years ago with his fiance at the time. And he, I, I feel like he always felt like he was like the captain of the JV team. Not that Bellator is JV. It's not, it is. obviously. But I feel like there's always like he felt like, oh, I'm an MMA fighter. How many times has he, has he told people I'm an MMA fighter? And they go, UFC? And then he goes, no, Bellator. And the look of their faces are probably like, huh? You know, just the casual. I'm not talking about the people. That not, I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, yeah. Even in LA, I'm like, oh, I'm at the, I'm at this. Oh, you're at the comedy store. No, I'm at the. They look at you like I'm not a comedian. It's just, it's always got to be like that, you know. But even like that. So the fact that like when Chandler got his opportunity, and rose to the occasion. I mean, Dana White even said uh, he's never seen anybody have that type of debut like in the UFC. And I'm happy. Look, the guy's a big time guy. He's a four time All American wrestler. He was the Bellator champion like three different times. He's not a guy that just is going to fold under pressure. This is not, no disrespect to CM Punk or James Tony or these other guys that, like, you know, were, were kind of, you know, masters of their domain who came over that just were like, what the fuck's going on? Or Nate Robinson. This is a guy that's been there, done that. I was super happy. And it's funny because I, I, t- I told Forrest, I go, watch Chandler knock him out in the first round and it just boom. Like I, and hooker looked off Dan. Hooker yes. looked, he looked like, I don't know. I, I, you know, he's one of those guys that doesn't make excuses and he, he seems like a really nice man of his word. But if it was somebody else, you might hear, yeah, I had 103 that day or I tore my shoulder or my ankle rolled. Something was off. He that was yeah. not the Dan Hooker absolutely in the past. Um, Sean McCorkle. Yeah, I actually bet uh, heavy on Chandler too, man. I thought yeah. uh, I thought he would win. He's a really mentally tough guy, man. Um, and I thought he would win. And I was thinking, I had him earlier. I wanted to say, you know, when you said you tell people you're at the Dime or com- you know comedy not the comedy store, and they feel like you're not a comedian. Uh, Brendan Schaub tells people he is at the comedy store and they still feel like he's not a comedian. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom roasted. Even when I go, I was on the, I go, I was on the tonight show. Oh, would you be Fallon? No, Leno. They go, Oh, there's a look of like disappointment. Uh, like it's like, no matter it's what, still not you a do, giant achievement to do the tonight show. Like no matter what you do, it's always, so I could only imagine him saying Bellator to the average person and they're like, Oh, but I don't watch uh the same person who goes, I don't watch MMA. I watch UFC. You know, like it just people don't understand it. You know, they they go, they think the UFC is is the sport, not the brand. Yada yada. So uh, I remember I had at one time a, a, an hour argument because a lady was like, I don't like MMA. I like UFC. And and I would try and she was obviously like a really she's a hot girl that no one ever corrects because right. they're probably trying to like sleep with her or whatever. So I had to like inform her, but then I I just gave up because I was trying to tell like six dudes, hey, can you guys you know, NFL is, is, is the brand, like football is a sport. MMA is a sport. UFC is the brand. And they were like, huh? And they were just trying to fuck her. So they were like, this, these guys were all being like, dude, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm out. Um, so what, what were your thoughts on Chandler? Gray? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it was surprising. I, I, first of all, it's great for Chandler because he got to really showcase that he belong, doesn't just belong there, but he's, he's there to do some damage. 
I thought that part was amazing, but Dan Hooker did look completely out of sorts. He looked overwhelmed from the get-go. And you know, the, now that you mentioned saying something like, I had 103 fever, I, was, I could see there being something else wrong because he did seem like he was in deep water from, from the jump. It was very weird to look in his eyes. I was very surprised. There, dude, there are so many times, some guys just won't come out and say it. I've literally talked to fighters I, I knew a guy who fought John Jones who told me that like he couldn't move his neck at like four in the morning and they gave him like three painkillers before the fight. And he never actually talked about like what, but, but then looking back at that fight, I'm like, that makes total sense. Like it looked like you were on three Vicodins for that fight. Um, there are so many guys that like, you know, you're getting all this money. I mean, you're getting a hundred thousand dollars, $200,000. If you pull out the day of the fight, everyone's gonna be mad at you you can't pay your trainers you can't pay your coaches you can't the family it's it's all kinds of shit and you know the back of your head you're like you know what even me at 60 percent is still gonna win this or you've done enough where you're like you know sometimes i fight better when i'm hurt you know i mean sometimes greg right. even as a comic there's so many times like you pull up to the gig late you r run on stage and you're the best out of your life you know yeah uh, absolutely i i've had some of my best sets in Vegas on Sunday yeah. when I'm the most hungover, the most exhausted, the most worn out and something magical happens. And I'm like, wow, this is going great. <laughs> Sean McCorkle, literally Sean McCorkle. And he went to a diner. He couldn't walk from the car to the diner without like me helping him, like literally helping him that day. I had to go to the marijuana dispensary. He gave me four hundred dollars to buy <laughs> to buy marijuana edibles for him and CBD and, products, and he got two hundred and thirty-eight dollars worth. <laughs> and he was fighting in four days. He's fighting a guy. I go, dude, you can't walk to the diner. You're gonna fight. He's like, all I gotta do is land the punch, man. All I gotta do is land the punch. Uh, <laughs> Cut, cut to four days later. I'm, I'm like, Sean, man, keep your head up, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, dude, I couldn't even. Am I right, Sean? I mean, you believed that you were going to win that fight, right? Yeah. It, usually I thought I was going to win. I thought I was going to lose against Sola Pulele just because I knew how good he was. And even my agent, Monty Cox, said, I said, how do you like my chances, Monty? He goes, they're not good. And I said, uh, well, what if I come in a really good shape? And he goes, yeah, not good. So um, I knew I was going to lose that one. And he went on to run through like five guys in the UFC after that. Uh, plus his steroids were way better than mine. But um, <laughs> I fought, uh, to make excuses now, uh, later, I fought uh, Marius Pujanowski with a dis literally a dislocated rib. I went into the fight with it completely dislocated, sticking Oof. out of its joint. They call it subluxation, I think, or something. Uh, Tom Erickson had pulled it out of joint for me uh, before the fight three days before. And I, it was the main event. I couldn't pull out. It's, a, you know, 20,000 people there. I wasn't going to pull out. And I didn't want him to know if I'm going to fight hurt. I didn't want to give him any confidence. So, yeah, I went out there, performed like shit, and then got trashed by everybody in the business. But I did want to say, assuming you guys can hear me still, you remember you were talking about how people say they don't recognize the UFC, like, or just UFC, not Bellator. When the UFC offered me a contract, I initially said no. And then they offered me a little more money. And they, I said, well, who am I going to fight? And they said, well, it'll be another first-time UFC guy, whoever it is. And I was like, okay, so you're not, like, feeding me the wolves. Like, oh, no, another first-time UFC guy. And then they sent me a contract for Mark Hunt. And uh, I, I called, um, I called uh, Joe Silva at the time. I said, hey, is that like Mark Hunt from Iowa? That's not the guy from K1, right? 
like the in pride. He goes, yeah, but it's his first time in the UFC. I didn't lie to you. Oh, come like, on. Oh, okay, pretty slick. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's so, what they pulled uh, on me. So Don Fry is here. Don, how are you, man? I'm good, darling. How are you? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, no. <laughs> I feel like he just threw 10 singles on you. <laughs> he fucking walked out <laughs> Dude, he, he, you're the funny. You are the funniest person alive, man. We have to, we have to keep you alive, Don. You really are. Like, yeah. I, I feel like if anything ever happened to Don, people would like go through all his old videos, and then, and then he, he'd, there'd be T-shirts with Don Fry's image on them on Urban Outfitters. He, yeah. He really oh, like, for sure. A roots of really fight. He really is like the last remaining man, like man, man, you know, like everyone else, like we're, like we're men, but he's like a different kind of man. So, uh, so, so, so Don, what were your thoughts uh, on, uh, on that's, that's what all my ex-wives say too, but <laughs> yeah, listen, his steel cutouts are actually made of steel. <laughs> so Don, what were your thoughts on the Conor McGregor fight? Uh, hurt my feelings, you know, broke broke my little bitty heart, you know, if I had one. I just, you know, uh, just feel like Connor wasn't there, but, you know, shit, Justin was one point, you know, he, he, he was looking sharp. And if Khabib was waiting for one of those guys to make a statement, just, Justin did it, man. He made a statement. He, you know, he, he beat Connor, um, Worse than um, Khabib did, you know. So shit, uh, you got a statement. You got to come back and fight Justin. D- Dustin, now, do you think the um, <laughs> do you think the uh, mystique of Connor's gone? I mean, you think people realize if you get out of the first period, if, uh, you, you could actually beat him. The first round. You know, I, I think. He got one more fight, one more chance to beat that illusion, you know. And um, if it happens again, yeah, the mystique will be gone. But I think there's still there's still enough Connor there to pull it out of pull it out of the trick trick bag, you know. I mean, now he was served with two lawsuits for twenty million dollars each by two women the week of the fight. Uh, what? For- to be clear, what? they were a mother daughter team. Yeah, mother daughter team, so. like sexual assault, or it, it was something. Oh bullshit! Oh bullshit! You know, you know, Connor. Like I said, Connor needs to hire a, a bodyguard to protect himself. You know, keep him in line. All right, that's your opinion. That's the, that's the, that's the Don Fry opinion of the lawsuit. Um, now, as I think far, Don Fry's going to start the hashtag Believe No Women. <laughs> You're damn right, they're all lying. They're all lying whores. <laughs> all right, all right. All women are not lying whores. Okay, that's not. Make a note of the time. Uh, that's all women are not lying whores. Now, as far every as every woman, uh, every woman, every woman's lying whore except your mother. Okay, except my mother. Uh, <laughs> that, that 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 might be the only one that's the lying whore. Actually, uh, now as far as yeah. uh, in, in, I mean, you know, in, in your case, uh, okay, twelve thirty four. Twelve thirty four. Now, do you think Connor's next fight should be against Nate Diaz? Because they're both one and one, both coming off losses. We're trying to figure out, you know, you think that's that's the fight to make? Yeah, I think that would be a good fight to make. Um, 
I mean, hell, the storyline's already there for him. You just said they're one-on-one. They're coming off a loss, you know, to see who can redeem themselves and get back into the game. Uh, McCorkle, who do you, who good do you money have? fight. Both those guys, both those guys come to fight. You know, they bring it every time. And so it's, it's going to be a good money fight um, when when the UFC puts that on. Sean? Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Diaz uh, McGregor is the fight to make. Um, I can't help but think when I hear Don Fry talk, like, you know how I told that story about dripping sweat into Tom Erickson's uh, mouth and him uh, choking on it? I think, like, I think uh, Don was, like, grappling with the Sandman and a bunch of sand dripped down into his throat, and that's what happened to his voice. And I don't know. Dude, Don, like, literally, when he was a baby, would cry, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I never cried. Oh, sorry. Uh, he never cried. He just needed more whiskey in his bottle. No, you actually <laughs> cried. Uh, Give me a nipple. Give me a nipple. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> all right, so all right, now, all right, we're on to Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler, man, he he uh he really backed up all his talk. You know what? I liked his promo because he made two promos. The first one was like, "Thank you, I love my family. You guys are great." And then he went into character, the next promo. And he's like, motherfucker. Well, it was almost like it was like a director said, all right, we need two different takes on this. Uh, we need like the regular take and then the psycho. Um, I think we got to make Chandler Poirier. That has to be the fight to make. And Oliveira gets Oh, Poirier. yeah. I mean, that's got to be the fight to make. Uh, and maybe Tony Ferguson for Connor, if Connor doesn't fight Nate Diaz. Uh, that's another fight you can make right now. That'd be a great war. Chandler looked outstanding. Chandler brought it too, you know. But they I mean, got to stop with the backflips. That's I mean, Dana White even says, "Yeah, someone's gonna break their yeah. fucking ankle, break their knee. Why are we doing these backflips?" Uh, barbed McCork wire at the top of the octagon. They want to get a job for. When they retire, they want to go to work in Vegas or Cirque du Soleil, you know. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right. Another fight that happened. Jessica I versus Joanne Calderwood. You know, Je I got to give jo Joanne Calderwood credit because her, her husband, I think her fiance, John Wood is her trainer. Yeah. And this dude, I know John forever. He was the biggest playboy in the history. He dated Jenna Jameson. Uh, before her, uh, uh, he dated Colleen Schneider, who's a fighter. Amber, who's now married to Tito Ortiz, uh, who was, used to be a, a UFC ring girl. And this girl reeled him in. So uh, if anything else, like she's she's got the magic, the magic touch. Maybe the girl that you're training is the one to like, to like, you know, you can't. But what would your wife say to you uh, if she was training you, Sean, like uh, during your fights? My wife or my girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, at, the, at like the time, your 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 ex-wife. Oh, uh, um, she used to always tell me like if we were fighting that she hopes that I hope she hopes I get my ass kicked. That's why we were together. And then uh, <laughs> after we split up, she used to tell me that she hopes I get my ass kicked. So it was pretty much the same. All right, and then uh, and then Don, what would, what would your ex-wife tell you uh, during your fights? I keep my hands down, my chin up. <laughs> <laughs> And then Greg, what would your fiance tell you? Uh, I'm married. Oh yeah, and uh, coming up on my second year of marriage there. Right, right. Uh, what would you tell me? She'd probably just be like, "Stay as long as you want. I like it quiet." <laughs> my wife probably yell at me for looking at like the ring girls. 
They're like, you better not be looking at the ring girl. Oh, for <laughs> sure your wife would. She would. She would be like, I see you looking at her. I see you looking at her. <laughs> Sean, my, wife would be, my wife would you be reading weird is the and best, not uh, even know the there was advice. a What was that? What was that, Sean? The best advice any woman could give any of us, be it comedian or fighter, is don't perform like Brendan Shaw. That's <laughs> there it is. Boom. That's two. Now, uh, with Jessica, I, I don't know what happened to her wrestling. She was, she was like, I feel like the best way to beat Calderwood is wrestling uh, because the, the girl's a striker, a really good striker. And Jessica, I, for some, during some fights, she was wrestling was like fucking legit. And it just seemed like she got away from it. I don't know. Uh, and she had a wrestling coach in her corner. It, it didn't make, it made no sense. I think, I think sometimes these girls and guys too, they, they, they want to prove a point that they're the better striker. And, and they never want to concede that maybe they're not in round two or round three and go to plan B. Uh, Don, do you ever have that problem? No, I never had any problem when I was fighting, man. I'll tell you, I'll tell you I kept watching Jessica's legs, man. She has some great-looking legs on her. Yeah, so I, I don't know what was going I don't know what was going above the waist, but, man, I was, I was watching them legs. They look good. That's what I was thinking, man. They are in a skirt, some high heels, you know, some stilettos. She can make some money, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank, thank you, Don, for uh, for, for that. Uh, the Don, the magic wand. <laughs> she has Listen, a- he's just thinking about her her post fight career options. That's it. That's it. Give her some some legal advice, you know. <laughs> she has, yeah, it'll be stay away from Don Fry. Uh, she um, <laughs> she has an OnlyFans account, by the way. She has an OnlyFans, so Don, uh, you might want to look into that. Uh, she's about to get. She's about to make a little bit more. She's going about to make uh, the equivalent of Don's IRA account. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I talked to Mayhem Miller. Uh, his trial got moved to March. Uh, he's very nervous because. <laughs> He, he, he turned down a four-year plea deal and um, he's looking at a long time, but I think he'll be okay. Uh, I told him, you know, stay up. I, I'm sorry, how did how did uh, Jessica I's OnlyFans account lead to the update on uh, his prison sentence? Uh, he was saying, he said, legal, he said legal advice. So, uh, <laughs> okay. I okay, well, it. thank you. Thank you. Now, thank you. That does actually connect the dots for me. Because it's like, <laughs> Jessica's got great legs. Oh, yeah, she has an OnlyFans account. <laughs> Speaking of which, Mayhem <laughs> is facing a very long sentence. <laughs> I'm so, like, the fuck? How did we connect these two statements? So okay, Don, now it makes sense. So Don Fry Jr., what would you do on your, on your date with Jessica? I? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take her out for a nice steak dinner. I want to watch her eat some meat. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Then what? Then I'm gonna race her barefoot through the snow. <laughs> here, I'll take her, take her to the hotel and get her some more meat. I <laughs> Hey Don, though, man, she's got she's young. She's like in her prime, and uh, you know, would you be able to handle that? I mean, you are, you know, you, you're kind of no. I'm kind of good looking, huh? <laughs> All right, good. I like it. I like it. All right, so uh, yeah, Andrew Sanchez lost his fight. That sucked. I, I like Sanchez, but he seems to like always find a way to fucking kind of fall apart at the end. Um, the other guy looked really good. 
that guy Muradov, who ran into the crowd afterwards and then yeah. told, told Dana White something. Um, I don't know what he told Dana. What did he say, Ween Dog? I have no idea. Uh, but man, that, that guy looked really good. Uh, I, I also felt bad for Sarah McMahon because it was her versus Pena. And I'm friends with both of them. And I like Sarah. I like Juliana. So I didn't, I, I was rooting for both. I, I kind of wanted a draw, to be honest. But Sarah McMahon like wins every fight in the beginning. And I almost feel like she's, she's too nice. She doesn't need to really want to hurt the person. Like she, I remember when she used to mount, have girls in mount. And then she would throw 10,000 punches, but it didn't seem very hard. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to get the ref to stop the fight. So to overwhelm them. But she's not really trying to hurt the person in a lot of ways. And I don't know if like, I know she's a great competitor, but she doesn't seem to have that like, I don't know. It was just, it was heartbreaking. Well, like, I'll tell you what, I thought she came into the ring looking the best she's ever looked. She looked the strongest yeah. she's ever looked. I was like, it, I, and it literally, I was thinking, okay, if, if she doesn't win tonight, you kind of probably have to call it on, on the run. Right. And and when she lost, I was like, if she can't win in that condition, I, I don't know that how much road is left for her because but she didn't get dominated. She won the first, arguably lost the second, and then got. I mean, it was if she would have won the third round, you almost could have said she won the fight, right? I mean, it was pretty even. A- absolutely, uh, but at that point, I felt like it was being taken over. Did what you guys see embedded when she was she was working out on the airplane to Abu Dhabi? Really? Did you see that? She was like doing like sit-ups and squats and jumping jacks on the airplane. I'm like, well, like I said, she crazy. Jumped. She looked like she was in the best physical condition of her strongest she physical always condition like of her career. She oh, she looks like she's a freak. She's a silver medalist in the gold in the, in the Olympics. I mean, yeah. Her, her, and then Pena took her down. I mean, she was gassed in third. I How mean, about Pena calling out Nunez saying she's ducking her? That was some Rocky Three <laughs> shit. Hey I'll, t- hey, I'll tell you what, man. Juliana Pena, and I love Juliana. She's a friend. She believes it. I, oh, like, I don't doubt it like, at all. The thing about Juliana, like, she's not, like, talking shit. Like, like Colby. I, I love Colby, but, like, like, I don't think he believes a lot of stuff he says. He's doing right. He likes to talk shit. He's a shit yeah, talker. And, and, and then McCorkle, like, when he used to – McCorkle used to have contests for his opponents – and and they have people like Photoshop them like like with dicks in their mouths and stuff. He was just being like an asshole. Like, but Pena legitimately believes that Nunez is ducking her. Uh, yes, and, and that's what makes her dangerous. Is that she's not uh, she's not fucking around. Um, Don Fry, what do you do? Watch that. that the, uh, what was that? That, that reminds me of the first time I ever met Mike Perry. The guy that introduced me to Mike Perry said, man, you're going to love this guy. He believes it. And I was like, what? And he's like, he believes it. I said, believes what? And he said, you'll see. And so the first time I met Mike, I was like, what's up, man? He goes, what's up, man? I'm about to win a championship, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever he said. But it was yeah. like, uh, he was like, he was, he wasn't in character. He was dead serious, man. Like, yeah. he's like I'll beat anybody in the world. I'll, I'll shake up everybody. Don't matter who Robbie Lowe Like, oh, no. And I was like, man, this guy does believe it. Th- those are the most dangerous people. Uh, because like even like Ben Glebe thought he was gonna be president, like like he he legitimately thought he was gonna be president. Um, and those people you can't stop. Don Fry, when you when you back when you used to talk shit about people, were you being funny or did you actually believe it? Uh, I was being funny. I didn't believe any of it. Hell, part of the show. I think you were saying part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Take that's out of game. You know. 
By the way, we got so many emails about getting Don Fry better internet. People's uh, people sent me a bunch of ways to get Fry better internet. Uh, so I, I love that. I'm, I'm not down kidding. there. Let's you and I will drive out there to Arizona. We'll take a satellite dish. We'll take we'll take 400 yards of coax cable. We're gonna find a way to get this done, dude. Some people. Somebody told me. Uh, somebody told me that like. They, they almost crashed when he said he's going to go downtown to get a, uh, a, a router. <laughs> or like, a, like server. Yeah, a, a server. A server. A server. Yeah. They, they, they said they, they got to go get a new server. They said they almost <laughs> crashed their car. Uh, so, um, dude, we have like, some of our fans are the funniest. Like, dude, this guy wrote me this, this text the other day. I have to share this because I don't even know what. Uh, I, you have to, hold on. Let me see what this guy. He goes, uh. All like pretty much all caps. He goes, when I heard you were on All Filtered, I was happier than I have been in a long time. The fact that you're not known as a top three comedian or MMA host makes me fucking sick. Which, which is like, <laughs> like, okay. It's goes, like, all right, all right. I, I appreciate the support, please. I was way behind on your talent, so I understand a little. I'm the biggest UFC fan ever, and I did just come across you about two years ago. I was always Ariel, Luke T, Matt and Jim, Bisbing, Anakin Florian, John Morgan. Okay, uh, MMA junkie, Karen and Juban in that order. Like, all right, that's. Uh, I was feeling really retarded that day. I might listen to Brendan Chow, but like try to read on air to make me feel like a rocket scientist. There's never enough <laughs> Chow jokes from that animal McCorkle on your podcast. After a few months of listening to your podcast, it moved up my list. As about a year now, it's my number one show to listen to. Every person I forced to listen to your podcast has all thanked me for bringing it to them. Your quickness of your jokes is unfucking believable. I consider myself pretty funny. I'm always the funniest guy in the room, and you probably make me feel like Shaub. Uh, I can't wait. Can't wait for day to come. You get the credit you deserve because you get about five percent of what you're getting right now. Keep on killing until you can retire with a billion dollars. You've not got what you've earned. Uh, it might be so hard with society being so fucking stupid, you know, with Chaub having multiple sports cars and shoes that are 10 grand. Like, 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 hey, like, uh, like, did, did, did wait, Chaub write this? Did uh, I write this text? Are you sure like, it wasn't for me? He goes, when he should be living in a trailer park and driving a Dodge Omni, uh, people can't say this stupid forever. So your day will come. You make me, uh, thank you for all the times making me cry laughing and pissing my pants. 2021 will be yours, brother. Keep killing it. Hashtag 209 for life. Hashtag fuck Brandon Shout. So, <laughs> Love Brian Callen. Well, so so the question is, at what point of that did you start masturbating? And then at what point did you finish? Uh, I, I mean, it was a night. It was nice. But like, uh, I got a little bit like it guy kind of reminded me a little bit of like Happy Gilmore's like 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 Scooter McGibbons, like biggest fan. Who like who fucking drove into Happy Gilmore during the end of the <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah. No, it was very nice. It was I just wish that guy would stop stealing all my material. It was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, exactly. And thank, you own Brandon Shop. Nobody and else. And thank thank you, Jason, for the for the kind words, man. That was that was very cool. What's up, people? The wait is finally over. Football is back. Look, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. I start off by wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline. 
your online sports book experts. So we have a girl on here, uh, a woman, not a girl, uh, <laughs> Shaney Smash, uh, who Shaney was a, uh, a fighter. She had a couple amateur fights, I believe. Any, any pro fights? Two pro fights. Two, 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 two pro fights. She was 2-0. and 2-0. Yeah. and Tried out for the Ultimate Fighter. They told her that uh, she didn't have enough experience, even though she's, she's a great fighter. Now she was working at the UFC gym, and she does fight camp. That app that like has been the best shape in my life. She gives the workouts. Uh, her and like four other like 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 bro dudes who are also like pro fighters. My wife says my wife loves her because she gives great workouts. She and she she's hot and she's dating Razor Rob McCullough. Uh, she gives she gives great what workouts. Uh, you're talking to Don Fry by the way. So we have Don oh, Fry, Sean hey. McCorkle, Ween Dog, and Greg Wilson. And Shaney's like, I want to come on the podcast. I'm like, absolutely. Shaney, how are you? What's going on? I'm doing wonderful. It's an absolute pleasure to be on here with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm in the fight camp studio right now. I got here nice and early. I filmed 28 rounds, a boxing class, a kickboxing class. I'm going to be drinking some protein as we do this, <laughs> but yeah, my day's going great and it's uh, even getting better now. So fight camp has like saved my quarantine. If you guys don't know this, it's an app because I, I was, I'm like, I need to get in shape. I can't leave the house because of COVID. I have, I have a boxing, uh, I have a bag in my, in my gym and I was just Googling boxing apps and fight camp came up and they give you like five or six different workouts a week. They're like anywhere from four to 10 rounds and then crazy exercises during the rounds. And I'm sweating. I mean, you must, what, people, average person probably burns about a thousand calories per workout at least. I right? would say at least um, our workouts, we have four rounders, which are the shorter ones all the way up to 10 rounders you're definitely building or burning about a, a thousand calories. If you're doing a 10 rounder, it's a full body workout. Anyone who's ever done any boxing or kickboxing knows that, I mean, that's one of the toughest cardiovascular workouts that you can get. But Adam, I see you all the time. You're like up at the top of the leaderboard and he's going up against thousands of people, which is crazy. We have uh, these punch count trackers so that you're able to track your punches, your speed, power, and output. And Adam is freaking killing it. It's so cool. He's like in the top five, it blows my mind. Well, don't worry. I'm pretty sure he's cheating. Well, no, but there are people no, that are cheating, though, because I've got because, an MMA wrestling background. I mean, there's he's not cheating. Trust no, me. but there are people that are cheating, though. I'll tell you what, because I'll be like number six or seven, and I'll have like seven hundred punches. I'll have like two thousand punches for the hour, and someone will have like two thousand ten, and they'll have two thousand twenty, and there'll be one person with like nineteen thousand punches. So yeah, you know, they're just like they're not even. I'm like, I almost want to find that person and be like, either you're Mayweather or, or this is, or you're just doing this just to cheat. Like, like why this? But, uh, I, did you cheat? You're only cheating yourself. That's kind of my way through life. But, uh, yeah. Did you see Mike Tyson up there? Mike Tyson yeah, yeah. camp and it's crazy. Like it's, yeah, but did, did Tyson actually go on the, like, the leaderboard ranking? Did he yeah. actually go on the yeah. rank? So he was doing was he number one. He was doing our sprint intervals. I don't know where he, I didn't look it up. I should have, I'm talking about it, but he did our sprint intervals. We uh, put a fight camp in the Tyson ranch and he saw it and he was like, I want one of those in my house. And within a day, our team was over there, put in his garage. He rearranged his whole garage, made the fight camp, like the center focus. He's got his kids doing it for PE. Cause as we know, you know, everything's shut down with COVID. So, uh, that's, that's what his kids are doing and he loves it. So th it's crazy. I just seeing all that. Blows my no, mind. You do a great job. And, and like, and uh, you, the trainers are super positive and you're always making these like corny jokes and like <laughs> laughing to yourself. Now, is it, is it hard not having an audience because 
you went from having like a class, like six or seven people to just you guys in the studio. Is yeah. that hard? It, you know what? I think that if you ask each of the coaches, we're all going to have different answers. Um, for me, it's really cool having people in the class. It brings the energy level up. But I, I was teaching classes in gyms and my classes were getting booked out, you know, 50 people to a, a class. And then I started doing this and it's a different type of focus because you really want to focus on the user at home. So you're more speaking and performing to the camera rather than the energy in the class. So when COVID hit and we had to get everybody out of the studio, I personally kind of found it uh, easier to focus and kind of a lot better because, you know, you have to really get in the zone. So I like it. And it makes me push myself a lot harder too. It's just me on the stage. I don't have music. I was like, hey, cut the music. So it's just me. So I have to really tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could pick, Greg, you could pick like 80s throwback hip hop or house. Yeah, you guys. Or, that's or, awesome. Yeah, yeah no, it, 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 it really is like a, it's like a Peloton for, for guys, but with boxing. Uh, now, and now you're at home, so you could do it. You could do it in the nude. You Anytime. Put, you want to absolutely. Yes. Now, Sean. Now, Sean needs to lose about how much, <laughs> how much weight you got to lose. McCorkle. I actually, uh, last time I went to the doctor, I was down thirty, man. So I want to go at least another probably forty or fifty to get back, uh, get back in somewhat, uh, some kind of shape, you know, or now, whatever. But uh, I couldn't help but think maybe the guy that had nineteen thousand punches that he landed that was beating you at him, maybe he was instead of hitting a bag, he was sparring with Brendan Chung. Boom! <laughs> that's full on. Full right, so on. How did you get the weight off? What are you doing, Sean? Uh, just some, I actually um, have a diet that I could follow pretty closely. When I was in the UFC, I lost a, through a guy that's one of the best diet guys in the world. But it's uh, I would say cutting a lot of the carbs out, eating basically just chicken, eating six times a day instead of two. You know, like eating chicken, broccoli, eggs almonds apples stuff like that in the right portions at the right time and if i follow that even closely at all uh the weight flies off you know even if it's only 50 percent. so when i'm really committed to it i can lose weight in alarming right plus uh there's always some hgh and other uh, supplements involved too uh whenever i start losing a lot of weight so now um, now now sean, could you do, is, I guess. now sean would you be able to do these workouts uh no i can barely like you said still i'm having trouble man to even walking up my stairs it's uh my back is really, really bad. I was going to Germany again to get that uh, Regenikine done again before they shut the world down. So um, waiting for it to open up. I'm going back there and blowing another 20000 on that. But uh, right after I did that, I was able to do a lot, but it only lasts about a year. So Now, uh, now Don Fry, we have the legend Don Fry, UFC Ultimate Ultimate Champion, UFC 8 Champion. Don, uh, you obviously are known, you are a pro boxer, uh, pro kickboxer, pro fighter. Would you be able to do these these uh these workouts? Oh yeah, I, I do it after I get done going out. I go out and wrestle a grizzly bear, and uh, <laughs> then I'll go down to the uh, I'll go down to the zoo and uh, you know roll around the hippopotamus and crocodiles, <laughs> and then, then I come home and do the workout. <laughs> what was the last time you threw a punch? Oh, man. All right, thanks, Don. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I think he was trying to say this morning. That's what it sounded like. All right, so Greg, uh, you're actually you've lost weight. Uh, you're, you're you're running. Um, is this something you'd be interested in? Fight camp. Oh, I, listen, I got to tell you, I would love to get this thing. For me, it's just a matter of of space because we have a. I mean, you know, our place is pretty cramped, especially since 
the pandemic, everything has kind of moved inside. And so there's not, but, but I would love to, cause I, I've always loved uh, fight training workouts. I've done uh, Taekwondo. I've done Muay Thai. I mean, like you said, it's such a great full body workout and it's so much fun. It's engaging more than just me out there just running and being bored. So it's definitely something I would love to do. But for me, it's a matter of, I just, I don't have the whole, you know, backhouse gym that you have there. No, it, it doesn't take that much space, and it really is like having a personal trainer because the guy's like, listen, I'm tired. I don't feel like being here. The other guy, one guy's like, I'm hungover, but I'm, I'm going to get through this. Uh, I got to look good. I mean, these guys are kind of funny. They're like, uh, I, I like need abs. I got to go more to the beach this week, and I want to pick up this chick. I mean, they'll just start telling you their fucking life story. Uh, like, I feel like I like know these guys, um, but some of them, a lot of them are ex-fighters or had kickboxing backgrounds. Or, or pro fighters that had some good wean dog. Uh, have you ever thrown a punch before? Uh, actually not at somebody, but I ordered one of these like boxing trainer things, like the headband with the ball <laughs> and the string. <laughs> got one of those things. Of it's so addicting to, 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 to use that thing, dude. I've become a master at that, at that thing, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. But what if you get to a fight? I'm actually, I'm actually starting a different thing called camp fight. And uh, essentially we just drive kids out to the woods <laughs> Uh, we leave we leave weapons scattered around, and uh, say last one standing wins. That's uh, that's what we do. It's a different program, but highly effective. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, now I gotta say, your your boyfriend, by the way, your boyfriend is is it's very much like the Hunger Games. Thank you. Yes, yes. So Cheney's boyfriend was uh, a legend in WBC. Razor Rob McCullough. I used to watch all his fights, and he transitioned very well. A lot of guys like he's a woman now. Yeah, the woman, she's a, a lesbian, and that's exactly what I meant. This all but, makes so much sense. So after he was done fighting, he got a job at the UFC gym, and he was like the head of something marketing over there. And uh, now, and then you guys now are like, he's, what does he do? He was the uh, global master trainer and senior director of MMA. So he flew all over the world um, and trained all the coaches within the UFC gym, how to teach our classes, wrote all the programming. Yeah. Wow. And, that's, a, that's amazing. And, and, and you dated like, I, I, I'd meet these guys that you would date back in the day and they'd all have like neck beards and they would like the guys that I'm like, how the fuck did he get her? Uh, it was, it was one after another of like, <laughs> You just having like the worst taste in men. Um, oh man! Oh. But 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 now you and Rob, it makes sense. You guys are, are you guys are both good looking and both like in shape. You guys, you know, he has like seven kids. You have three. Uh, Pretty bunch together for sure. And we're definitely it's it's crazy because he says that I'm just like the female younger version of him. Um, we've known each other for years and years. We work together at UFC gym at, at the corporate office for years and yeah i mean it's just like hanging out with your best friend we just train and do you guys have like annoying like fitbit sex i feel like you like you guys have sex. <laughs> yeah. you gotta look at we'll like, an offline conversation <laughs> i was gonna say that was my question i was like so when you guys do it's it who wins <laughs> <laughs> so but but he's he's a good dude uh he's a good dude and you guys are both like orange county mma people um now why isn't he training people in fight camp not to say he ever will you know um there's there's been some buzz around it so you you might see something he he definitely has a fight camp we put our kids on the fight camp every single day 
Um, we have them work out. That's like, Hey, you guys want to get iPad time? You got to do a eight round workout and he does it too. So, but, uh, not to say you'll never see him on there. I think it's a great idea. Actually. <laughs> that oh, was oh, thank you. Our co-founder and CEO. I think it's a great idea. I really do. Oh. Genius. Thank you. What's up, man? Thank you. Yes. That's yeah. That's Aaron, right? That's no, Tom. it's Tommy. Aaron. Tommy, Tommy, right Tom, Tommy, Tommy the, from, from, from Boston. Boston. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy was a, a boxer who was like a professional boxer, made like the Olympic team back in the day. Uh, trained with Mickey Ward. I was gonna say, were you the one they made the movie about that couldn't get off crack? <laughs> no, yeah, I was on the the U.S. national team, so I, I didn't turn pro. I had 136 amateur fights, um, Olympic trials, 2012, lost to uh, Jamel Herring, who's now world champion in the Olympic. So. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Oh. He, he's one of the trainers over at fight camp. Yeah. These guys, I mean, like, yeah, you do, you do a great uh, job, Tommy. I still want to wake up to come to a show really soon, man. Thank you, man. Anytime, anytime. All right, uh, anytime, anytime. Uh, and then there was uh, something else. So, uh, Razor Rob, you, uh, Shaney, and then you, you, and then Ashley did it right. Ashley, uh, Evan Smith and Carla, they're, they're doing fight camp. Yeah, we've got a Ashley, Carla, and Felice. They all have a fight camp. They're they're up doing the workouts on the leaderboard. Ashley just had um, a, a surgery on her spine, so she's yeah. out for a little bit. She's doing her recovery, and then Felice just had her second knee surgery, but she just started kicking the bag again yesterday. And then Carla's using the fight camp, so it's a really fun way to kind of train with your friends. You know, uh, Felice lives out in the middle of the country, and you know, kind of compete with each other when we can't train together. Especially yeah, they have a mode where you could like challenge your friends now. Now, Don Fry, this is these, these are all like young millennial types. What, what would your fight camp be like? What was a what would like if you were having a your own fight camp app? What would that be like? Ah, oh, shit! I'd have a bunch of beer, a bunch of naked women. You know, um, <laughs> fight, people fight would definitely fire. Hey, that sounds like a good. <laughs> You have beer, anything else? have fire and explosions, you know, stuff, stuff to keep them on their feet, keep them moving, you know. So, um, you know, you know, the live crocodiles, you know, shit, <laughs> make it interesting. I like it. I want to pitch it. <laughs> now, now, but Don, when you were getting ready for like Takayama, right? What, like, when you guys just held each other? and punch each other for like 10 minutes straight or 15 minutes, best fight ever. Was that the plan? No, no, I just, um, the, the guy was just so damn tall, you know, I mean, uh, and he, he hit me and I stumbled and I just, I was grabbing for, grabbing for something to hold on to. I wouldn't fall and I just happened to grab his head and just held on. <laughs> That's the see, Shane, you gotta do like one of those, like a class like that, oh like a Don Fry Takayama fight. We just grab the bag and punch it for 20 minutes straight. <laughs> that would definitely get your endurance up for sure. Yes. Uh, now, now, Don, do you wish there was fight camp back when you were training back in the day? Hell no. Hell no. I'm, I, you know, I, I tried to spend as least amount of energy as possible, you know, last, last thing I wanted is the rest of the world competing against me. Got it. All right. Uh, what 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 about you, Sean? What what was what was your fight camp like? It was like lots of uh, uh, steroids. And 
<laughs> yeah, that was later on. No, it's always steroids. But uh, no, I uh, man, I used to work almost solely on conditioning, and then my conditioning was like the worst part of what I did. So it was really ironic. But now, is that, now is that because you got nervous? Yeah, man, I didn't. Uh, I would always. I, I didn't like being in front of crowds, man. Like it. Uh, I don't know. I, I just hate being the stuff. Like I would rather fight in an empty. Uh, you know, in an empty arena like they're doing now as opposed to in front of people. I would get super nervous uh, being on TV and just being out there. And uh, I don't know. It was it was really weird. I, somebody told me it was uh, – actually, Paul Duffy told me the way he overcame it was just by really, really hard sparring, like pretty much just fighting 50 times, uh, you know, in the gym before you fight. But I didn't really want to get brain damage. So, you know, like that was part of my problem. But he said uh, hard sparring was how he got over his cardio issues and fights, you know, because he was just used to going at that rate or that pace. So – now, Shaney, are you going to have any more fights or are you done? I don't want to be done. I would absolutely love to have more fights. I didn't want to be done in the first place, but I kind of made the transition of, you know, juggling three jobs, teaching a gym, bartending, training all day, raising two kids. And then I was offered a, a position in the gym. So I had to make that choice. And then obviously I can't do training camp, but I never said I was finished. Um, I would absolutely love to take some sort of fight. My goal last year was to start at least doing jujitsu tournaments again. As we know, you know, COVID kind of shut everything down, but I'm still training. I have time to train now. It's my job to be in shape and work out. So let's, you know, let's see what happens. I love it. Okay, love it. So, how, so how could people join fight camp? How could they follow you? Because you also like the trainers are cool. They give you shout outs. If you do their ab workout at the end, they'll yeah. give you a shout out, but I'm still not doing it. Fuck that. After 45 Wait, minutes, I'm like, minutes, Adam, come on. You got to get that core strong. I'm so tired. I don't even want to stretch at the end. I'm just like, come on. <laughs> but uh, so what, Um, how do people follow you? So you can follow me. My Instagram IG handle is at Shaney Smash, one word. You spell my name, S-H-A-N-I-E. Um, also, you can check out the Fight Camp community page on Facebook. It's really cool. Like, you can ask us questions. We're the coaches. But if you get out there and get in the community, there's about 30,000 members that are doing these classes every day and they'll give you just sound advice um yeah so it's great honestly like i wasn't gonna get the punch trackers because i'm like come on but after a while it's like 50 dollars a month or something it's some kind of like it's way less expensive than the actual gym and you get you get to do it at four dollars a month you do whatever you want and and they send you a bag you got to put you got to fill the bag with sand that kind of sucks uh, you have to go to Home Depot and get sand, but whatever. But it's completely worth it. Uh, and then they give you a bunch of mats and stuff. Um, now, you got to – I love your workouts, but at the end, you always go, you've been shady smash. And you say that right when my wife walks in every time. So it, <laughs> it sounds like I just, like, shot a porno or something. You know, like, shady smash, too. Let's all get yeah, shady <laughs> She loves getting shady smashed. Um, so uh, thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Shandy, for coming on the podcast. And, Thanks uh, have, so much for having me. Anytime. Don, any, any, anything you want to say to Shandy? Yeah, darling. I'm a, uh, send, send more pictures. <laughs> oh, <I'm lost. laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Be good. Bye, Shandy. Bye. All right. That was that was Shandy Smash uh, in Fight Camp. Uh she said right. she's pretty cool. I, you know, it's so funny because I keep uh, seeing the the promos for that in the Instagram feed, and you know, I, I love the concept. I love the idea. I didn't know you were doing it. Nah, I've been doing it like four or five days a week. I was just like, it's, I have to, man. When you're when you're in your house with your wife all day, and I love my wife, but like, I'm used to being on the road, and then 
the nanny got sick. It's I got to watch a two-year-old all day. I, I need a half hour, 45 minutes just to, just to fucking work out, get some kind of sweat. Otherwise, I can't sleep at night. Dude. So are you doing it in the house or do you have it out in the, 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 in, the in the garage? garage. But it's just like, I mean, it's a half hour. It's a half hour. Yeah. It's easy. It's an easy thing. And it's like, I look at it as part of my, as like part of my job, part of my work. Yeah, no, I, I would too. You know, absolutely. You know, but it also doesn't look like the cheapest system in the world either. I mean, 40 bucks a month. Like I was spending $200 at like the gym. You know, but what about the equipment? Does that include all the equipment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That includes the equipment. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's not crazy. I mean, it's not like cheap, but it's not crazy. Uh, and you could actually do it without, uh, you could actually just, I think they changed it, but I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so. Um, Questions we should have asked Cheney when she was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about. Uh, a fight that got made today between Jake Paul and Ben Askren. Oh, uh, here we go. Boxing April 17th, 18th, I think it is. I don't like this fight at all for Ben Askren. Uh, no, this is so dumb. Like, I, like he found the guy that's the worst at boxing to box him. Why would this happen? What is going on here? I mean, Askren's probably going to make a million dollars. Um, and I don't think he cares about losing. He probably knows, like, he thinks he's going to win. And, uh, but I look at Ben Askren as like two time national champion, uh, Olympian, Bellator champion, uh, one FC champion. I, I don't want to see him get knocked out by fucking Jake Paul. Like, like yeah. that's not what I want to see. We Don dog, Fry. you got to send him that little hat thing with the ball so he can just, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Tom Fry. What are your thoughts? dollars Talk to me, Don Fry. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. It's kind of scary because uh, Ben's chin is questionable. So um, <laughs> he, he better he better work on that head movement. That's for damn sure. Dude, this guy's been boxing for four years straight. Nothing but boxing. I mean, Ben had surgery. He's wrestling. He does Bitcoin. He's got his own TV series on Fight Pass. He, he's been MMA. He's been coaching. He's He's got three kids. I mean, the other kid's got nothing to lose. Uh, and he's been doing nothing but training. Uh, but Corkle. Man, I can't, I don't know. I may be crazy, but I can't believe that uh, Ben Askren, having trained MMA for the past 12 years, can't beat that kid in boxing. There's a big difference between fighting Nate Robinson, who had zero experience, or the other guys he's fought who have zero experience and some guy who's, you know, actually been training for a long time. It's, it's easy to look good. Of, of all people, I know it's easy to look good against bums, you know, like uh, my first 10 fights were a joke. Most of them, you know, like a guy who doesn't even belong in there. So it's easy to look great doing that. But I would, I, if Asprey doesn't win, I would be shocked. See, but the thing about it is, I mean, he, yeah, he's an MMA fighter, but he, you can't, you're putting him in a situation where he can't do what comes natural to him to do. You're forcing him to be the opposite of who he is, which is, you know, punches are flying, take over the takedown, wrestle this guy around. And he, you take that away, and now he's got to stand there and just keep punching. I think this is a formula for disaster. I mean, does he, does he, does he get paid either way? If he gets paid either way, he might as well just take him down and, and just beat him up. And <laughs> get the disqualifier. You know, that might be one of those things that disqualifies him from getting, you know, uh, his, his proper share. Uh, Ween Dog, what are your thoughts on this? 
well, I recently watched a YouTube video. It was a compilation of Ben Askren striking. And my opinion of the video after, it looked like a couple of middle school like, kids fighting, basically on his end. Like, his striking is it's bad. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> it's very bad. But, you know, Jake Paul, I feel like he has some decent power in his hands. It looks like he does a lot of weight training. So I think he could rock Ben Askren in this fight and fuck him up, possibly. So I'm I mean, although the guys that train with Ben Askren, everyone at Rufus Sport is telling me Askren's going to kill him. Um, they, they go, they've seen him boxing. So if this, if this is what they're saying. If this is what they're saying, maybe they know. I mean, you when you train MMA, there are some rounds, right, Sean? You just do boxing, right? Yeah, I mean, I do that. I did that exclusively. I would do uh, boxing, either just boxing, sparring, just uh, kickboxing, sparring, just grappling, you know, uh, like all the time. There's no way training Duke groups is that he hasn't learned how to strike some unless he just refused to work on it at all. Like, I mean, I can't, I mean, he's been doing this a long time too. Don't forget Ben's been fighting for a long time. So I mean, imagine if Ben Askren fought um, Nate Robinson in a boxing match, I'm pretty sure he would knock him out also. I think, uh, I think the Paul kid is just, it's all like he's beating up guys that are terrible, but so could anyone on this podcast. So, you know, here's the thing though. I mean, you know, you know, this guy versus an MMA fighter, you know, any other matchup, it shouldn't even be close, is what I'm saying. It shouldn't even be close. The MMA fighter should be able to go in there and destroy him. But he picked the one guy in the worst position to win. I, I just think that, I don't know. I, I was like, I'll tell you who's smart, whoever picked Ben Askren to be the guy. Ben Askren picked Ben Askren. He's the one who said, I'll fight. But weren't, no, but other MMA fighters also called him out. Weren't there other options? Yeah, 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 of course. That, right. well, guys that were much better with their hands. He went with the guy that doesn't use his hands hardly at all. So, I, I mean, I, 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 it shouldn't even be considering, like, the fact that this is at best even is garbage. All right, so, Don, he's coming off six months off hip surgery. How is that going to affect his training? Oh, hell, completely, completely. I mean, you know, dodge your hips, your back, you, you got no movement. Um, you can't throw a decent punch, you know, because you, you throw you you throw a punch, you throw it from your feet and your hips. You know, if you don't have any hip power, you you're just throwing an arm punch, and there's no power in an arm punch, you know, unless you're Mike Tyson, and hell, he he throws from the fucking hip too, you know. And the kid's gonna be juiced out of his mind. Like people that I know that are training with him have told me that these kids are beyond juicing. You know, Ben Askren is like, I mean, you could tell he's never, he's never touched a steroid. I don't, know, I don't, I don't like this at all. I was, I was going to try to make another juice joke, like a, like a, like a juice, juice joke, but I couldn't figure I couldn't word it properly in my head. All right. So um, BJ Penn got arrested again for a DUI. I think it's his third DUI. Maybe his fourth uh, in Hawaii. Hey, Talk about this last time about hiring a driver and cutting this shit out. I mean, come on. I think the problem is it's Hawaii, so he probably got pulled over another fifty-five times, and just they let him go. Yeah, EJ Penn. Yeah, and absolutely. He, and he he ran into the cop that didn't want to. What do we do? How do I mean? How do we get BJ Penn? Because I hung out with BJ Penn. He's a nice guy. He's just a warm. BJ is a very nice guy. He's a good guy. He's got a good heart. And uh, he just 
obviously do them good brain, but you know, they've got to just forcing forcing to take your damn mover everywhere. You know, crime that's all there is to it. Um, you know, because BJ does a lot for the to the whole state of Hawaii. You know, and uh, you, you lock him away, you're gonna cripple that 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 place. <laughs> I didn't think about that. He probably does like keep the economy going. I mean, <laughs> at least the bars. He yeah. listen. He's gotta. He may have to be one of those guys that's gonna have to sit behind, uh, sit behind, sit in jail for a few days to to get his head right. You know, to get him to take it seriously. Because clearly he doesn't take it seriously yet. I mean, I hate to say that. I I don't want that. But I mean, three times. It's like maybe he does need to see just. <laughs> You know, a week or two in jail just to remind him, hey, man, this is dangerous shit. You need to fucking cut that shit out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, did you like fighting in Hawaii, Don Fry? Yeah, it was, it was really beautiful over there. You know, uh, good people. Uh, you know, just great, great, great country. It's just fun. You know, it's a really relaxing place. Now, uh, did you prefer America or uh, Japan? Uh, yeah, I both, you know, I, I, Japan, uh, almost as much as America, you know, if it wasn't, if they had guns, I, you know, I could live there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, America, I, I, but if nobody has a gun over there, why would you need one? <clears throat> there are guns there. That's a stupid question. There are guns there. Come on. I know. I, so, I, I I hear you. How many guns do you own now? I I don't have any. I don't have any. Um, I gave them all away or sold them. You know, I'm I'm a complete pacifist. You know, but I do ah! believe in them. Great guns. Uh, McCorkle, how many guns do you have? Uh, on Don Fry's note, uh, I have only twenty. Certainly not near fifty. he's a pacifist why do you need 50 guns sean i mean are you starting a a, a militia 50 guns (laughs) no i guess actually when my dad died thanks for bringing it up um no when my dad died i got about 20 of his and then just over the years i've bought them and collected them man i've I've been shooting guns since i was five years old um sometimes even at the range but yeah no i've got uh, i don't know i've got uh, i really i you really only need a couple if you're talking about needing them, but um, yeah, I probably got. I probably don't have fifty. I probably have thirty or so. Wow! And then Greg, I have no guns, but I have. I mean, you know, I grew up in Texas. I've shot guns a lot growing up. I I, I actually enjoy guns, but I don't own any. I mean, you know. Nah. Yeah, yeah. My, my my wife wants to get them, but I just having a baby in the house and a gun, I just can't. You know, I just get. It's yeah, not a good idea. They grab guns all the time. They go to shooting spree. All you know, it happens. You read the paper all the time about babies doing that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, that's right. Of course, that that's yeah. why, of course, of course, of course. That's why they had to put in metal detectors at preschools. Of course, I right? Just, I Absolutely. Just, so, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So. All right, what else we got? So we got no fights this week as far as uh, MMA fights. Um, uh, I mean, there's, 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 there's great show, guys. But they're not. In the <laughs> um, 
So yeah, Ben Askren. Okay, so we got the Askren uh, leg kicks. Uh, everyone says McGregor wasn't expecting the leg kicks, but I mean, I don't know. Well, see, again, this comes to him not being in fight groove all the time because leg kicks have become incredibly popular over the last year or so, yeah. uh, where especially the calf kick. Before it was all those above the knee kicks, but that calf kick has become, you know, the popular tool in MMA as of recent. It's a fairly recent trend. And so, yeah, so I don't think he was in tune with what's going on, man. 100%. Um, so now they're saying uh, a fight Darren Till, supposed to fight Marvin Vittori. That's a good fight. That's, that's a good guy. fight. That's, that's a, a fun fight. I like Marvin in that fight. He's been looking amazing. Yeah, I like him too. And Till's a little hot and cold. Uh, I like Darren Till, but you never, I mean, Vittori just seems like he's on, he's on in that, in the zone. Yeah. He's in like Terminator mode. And then Robert Whitaker is supposed to fight Paula Costa. Uh, April. That's 7th. a good fight. That's a good fight too. Yeah. Costa, he needs to redeem himself because that last fight against Stylebender was rough. I don't know if Whitaker's the guy to do it against though. No, 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 no. Whitaker's no, no, no. He looked amazing his last fight. He looked amazing. So yeah, window, Whitaker, Whit Whitaker looks back in a big way. So Ween Dog, what do you have coming up? Just go follow me on Twitter at the Ween Dog. Also on on Twitch, I noticed that you do uh, a video where you talk about like strange deaths or something. Well, that's on that's on uh, TikTok. I do like little series. Like I still like I love the creepy you know history stuff and morbid stuff. So I do like little series where I talk about some events that happen in history, like. You know, just creepy shit, you know. Yeah, so follow me on TikTok like, at the Ween Dog. No, because this is my feed. My feed is like puppy, puppy, hot girl, hot girl, and then Ween Dog going, you want to hear how this person died? And yeah. then it's just like <laughs> the most... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that shit, dude. You're that kid that would have been into the Faces of Death videos. I love Faces you know? of Death, man. Exactly. And shit. you would have been like, what do you mean Faces of Death? You've never seen Faces of Death? Dude, you got to spend the night at my house this weekend. I got a VHS from my uncle. That, you, that, I know exactly. You, that's who you would have been back in 100%, dude. Oh, my God. All right, McCorkle, what do you have coming up? Uh, just collecting more guns, and uh, that's about it, man. Like, just trying to get to 60. <laughs> 60 guns. Dude, I, I looked at your house. You're, you have the most amazing view. You have, like, 300 acres of nothing. Uh, but, like, you have like cows and shit, <laughs> like like sheep, uh, and then sixty not, guns. Not yet. I'm getting them. Are you really? Yeah. What you got to go to the bar and pick them up. No, I'm thinking about yeah. I'm thinking about getting a cow, but my girlfriend doesn't want to kill it. Don zip zam. Wait, you want to get a cow? I didn't hear what he said. What he said? He goes, "You got to go to the bar and pick them up." <laughs> Wait, are you really trying to like raise cows for real? I'm thinking about just getting one, yeah, because um, I, I figure um, one of two things is going to happen. Either the uh, everything's going to go on as it is or the world's coming to an end very shortly. So I want to make sure I have a lot of milk uh, if it comes to an end. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Schaub uh, right. got a cow because he wanted to have fresh eggs. <laughs> right. I, wait, I can't, all right, so you're going to get – so then you, but your girlfriend says no? She doesn't want a cow because we'd have to butcher it eventually or kill it, you know, to make any money or eat it. And uh, she doesn't want to kill a cow. So, um, like, it'd be a little weird, I think, to raise a cow and then kill it to eat it, don't you think? 
So why don't you just it's not kind care? of what happens every day in America? <laughs> all right. So, all right. Well, we'll keep you guys updated on McCorkle's farm. Uh, do you have any animals yet or no? E-I-E-I-O. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, Sean McCorkle had a farm. <laughs> <laughs> and on this farm, he had some guns. <laughs> With a <laughs> here and a there. <laughs> <laughs> Sean McCorkle had a farm. <laughs> I went on far longer than me. Um, no, uh, the only animals I've got, I've got a uh, pit bull and a $10,000 pit bull on the way. So. Oh, my God. A $10,000 pit bull? I'm also going to run a puppy mill. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to run a puppy mill, apparently. But, uh, yeah, Wait. no, I wanted to uh, – I called this breeder. She had, like, the most amazing pit bulls you've ever seen. And she goes, well, they're kind of expensive. I was like, well, I'm not worried about the price. And she told me $10,000, and I was worried about the price all of a sudden. But uh, they're registered and everything, and supposedly you can get about 5000 a piece on their puppies. So that's my plan is to uh, eventually run a puppy mill and uh, sell as many dogs as possible before I get a cow. Wait, why is a pit bull worth $10,000? I, I don't know. I guess how much you can sell their puppies for. I don't know. Wait, why, Don? You can fly me in my helicopter. You know, <laughs> they're going to tell you you get five thousand for the damn puppies. They're going to tell you everything you you want to hear, so you'll buy a ten thousand dollar doll. Don, Don Fry's telling you you're getting taken, boy. Yeah, he, he's making a lot of sense. I mean, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I wouldn't buy the rapper Pitbull for ten thousand dollars. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, that's a fucking. That's a lot of money for. Him. Yeah, but would you buy the rapper Pitbull if you could sell his children for ten thousand apiece? All right, now we're getting into some weird territory. Uh, uh, Gr Greg, um, would you buy a Pitbull for ten thousand uh, dollars? No. Uh, although I will tell you this, one time they were playing all this Pitbull music during one of the, I was like, man, they're at like halftime of some game we were watching. And, and I was like, man, they're playing a lot of Pitbull. They're playing nothing but Pitbull. And my wife goes, I hope it's because he died. Oh, God. That's, 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 <laughs> she hates Pitbull music, music so much. It's her least favorite in the universe. I, I can see why you guys, okay, so you're, no, is it, <laughs> Son, is it legal to raise a, to have a puppy mill? Isn't that illegal? No. I, I thought uh, probably no more illegal than having sixty guns. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure there's a... exactly. Try try and come and enforce that law on Camp fucking Camp McCorkle. I thought what I figure if they just ticket a meth head for breaking in my pole barn, I should be able to have a puppy mill, right? I just I thought I thought dog breeding was a bad thing. People were angry about it. Like it was a whole thing. Like, why do you always find yourself doing these sketchy occupations, Sean? Like, like what? Like it's always something. <laughs> just like like your resume. Like, I don't you know. I guess it's just in my heart to do sketchy things. Like you can't just be a, a promoter. You have to have pillow fights with your exes, uh, and then have it be like illegal. Right. It, it's always something. All right. So, so Greg, right. what do you have coming up? <laughs> well, the thing that I'm excited about is the new podcast I started inside the Comedy Institute, where I'm interviewing uh, great comedians about their comedic process. 
about how they create the material, the type of comedian they are, and their journey through stand-up comedy. Because I think it's, I think other comedians, especially up-and-coming comedians, love hearing about how you want go from here to the mountaintop. And only really great comedians can share that journey. And so that's what this is about. And of course, I'm very honored that you, Adam Hunter, were my very first interview, uh, a groundbreaking comedian in your own right. And that first episode is currently up. It's all over my social media. It's also on Spotify and anchor.fm. Look for Inside the Comedy Institute. Uh, that's the name of it. And man, the interview with you, where you share your right, first of all, I think considering the type of comedian you are who does short form jokes, when people realize the writing process that you do to get to those jokes, I think that is going to blow people's mind. And then, of course, you give people incredibly good advice about building up their career, creating their own opportunities. And, and of course, walking us through that journey of how you went to becoming on The Tonight Show, which is a seminal achievement for any comedian, as well as obviously achieving your goals with the, the first comedian to have a special produced by the UFC. So it's an incredible journey. It's an incredible interview, and I can't thank you enough. And I think everybody that's a fan of this show and a fan of comedy is going to be blown away by it. Thank you, Greg. That was an honor. Uh, so, Fry, what do you have coming up? I'm going to do, uh, do something different. Instead of being abducted by a UFO, I'm going to abduct a UFO. Um, <laughs> I figure, you know, there's been uh, far too many of them coming here stealing our people. So I'm going to take one of their rides and go over there and steal some of them and bring them back here and just leave them here, drop them off. Uh, in a, in a bad neighborhood, you know, and, and watch them see if they can survive. Well, I, I think I know what our, the art cover for this podcast is going to be. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys uh, can watch my special on uh, UFC Fight Pass. I'm going to be in Las Vegas, February 18th to 21st, headlining the Tropicana at the Laugh Factory in uh, Las Vegas. And this Sunday night, I'm going to be in Mesa, Arizona doing comedy, Mesa, Arizona. Uh, it's all on Adam Comedian. And if you're on TikTok, real Adam Hunter. Uh, thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Thank you, Shandy Smash. Thank you. Take care, guys. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Good stuff.